Hey everyone, I'm Blake Atwell and welcome into the Blake Show NBA Sports Betting Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network coming to you nationally on TuneIn, Believe Betting Radio, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Today on the show, we're going to preview a few games on tonight's NBA slate, but first, what a night last night we had in the association. Get my man Luka Doncic that recovery beer he asked for in that post-game interview, please, Let's start the show today by talking about that ridiculous overtime win by Luka and the Mavs over the New York Knicks. The first 60-point, 20-rebound triple-double in NBA history. Uh, that's right. You know, Luka finishing with that 60 points. A Mavericks franchise record, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, 2 steals, and a block as well. As Dallas is able to beat New York 126-121 to in overtime. And on yesterday's show, as you may remember, before that game took place, we talked about how you could get the Knicks uh, in that game as four-and-a-half-point underdogs, plus 175 on the money line at the time. And I sat here, and I told you to back the Knicks because of Jalen Brunson's return to Dallas, even though he's been dealing uh, with a little bit of injury issues. I figured whether he plays or he doesn't, you know, the, the team might rally around the fact that, you know, one of their, their best players is, 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 uh, you know, his team is, is facing his old team. And I thought, you know, whether Brunson plays or not, uh, the Knicks offer some value. Well, Brunson didn't play, uh, right hip issue. However, even without Jalen Brunson, uh, for most of this game, it looked like my betting advice when I sat here and told you, Yesterday, during the first part of the day, was going to turn out golden for much of the game up until there was about 33 seconds left <laughs> with the Knicks up nine. I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know what? That was a good show today. That was a good call. I uh, I, I did my job today. Uh, they're up one, 112 to 103 with 33 seconds. And then Luka Doncic steps up and says, hold my beer. That's right. That's what he did. Because, look, guys like him, they make predictions that people like me make completely obsolete sometimes because they can do what you saw Luca do in that game. They can pull off stuff like he pulled off. I'm sure you've all seen, if, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube, you have seen that final play by now with Luca missing the second free throw, getting it back, and just hitting a ridiculous circus shot <laughs> to tie the game. Um, and you could even look at that play and, and it's just laughable how good this guy is. And you look at the stat sheet and you're like, oh my Lord. Um, <laughs> uh, and the best part about all of this really, I think is his reaction, not just to, to this play, but to kind of just the joy that he plays with in general. It's just awesome, uh, to, to be a big fan of basketball and watch one of the best players of the league, love the game this much and sort of just be baffled at his own greatness. Um, you know, you look at somebody like, Kobe Bryant, I got the the jersey behind me here. And, you know, you never saw him do that. You never saw him just like laugh at his own, <laughs> at his own greatness or, or Michael Jordan or even LeBron James. These are guys that keep a pretty stoic face most of the time. Luca will be the first one to just throw his hands up and be like, I don't know, <laughs> and start laughing on the court after he does something like he did last night. Um, he, it's like, he can't believe sort of what he's doing out there on the floor. And, and it's just fun to watch. Um, as we, we move past that play, we go to overtime. I think, you know, Dallas hits their free throws. Uh, they're able to get that five point win just unreal. 
And I think as good as guys like Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid and Giannis and even Kevin Durant really as of late uh, are playing on, on winning teams in the league, if Luka keeps doing stuff like this, I think he has a pretty good shot to win the MVP. I think if sort of the uh, the league sort of shakes out how it's looking right now and the Nets keep playing well, you'll have Kevin Durant as a really strong uh, sort of a candidate for the MVP. I think then you'll also have Jason Tatum, of course, on both sides of the ball, and he's guarding the other team's best player on most nights. Um, so, you know, he has a, a really strong candidacy. Luka doing crazy things like this. I think the one argument that Tatum might have over Luka is that, again, he's guarding, you know, the the other team's best player. And then let's say the Celtics have, let's call it the best record in the league, maybe the second best record in the league. And then the Mavericks, you know, maybe they're in the sixth seed or the five seed or maybe even in the play-in tournament. Just because the team isn't as strong, you know, as, as the Celtics, that could give Tatum an edge. But it, it's hard to watch stuff like this and not think that Luka uh, is, is the guy um, for MVP. And one last thing I wanted to highlight about his performance that I don't think is talked about enough um, is how low this guy's turnovers are every game he plays. But even last night, I think he had four, yeah, four turnovers. Um, his usage rate is always through the roof. He's got the ball in his hands the entire game. And when he's not scoring himself, he's setting up his teammates, you know, hence the the high number of assists he had in this game. And he has every game um, yet, you know, with all the responsibility that he has, just four turnovers. Um, and it's just ridiculous um, that he's doing stuff like this all the time. So bottom line, if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, I think you're sleeping pretty well every night. Moving on to tonight's slate, though, I'm not sure you're sleeping as well if you're a Detroit Pistons fan, maybe for the future, but not for this season. <laughs> no surprise there with Cade, Cade Cunningham out for the year. You're, you're 8-28. and 28. Um, The Pistons host the Orlando Magic, who are 13-22. 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Pistons are currently plus 100 on the money line on DraftKings. And I know that these are two of the bottom teams in the league. So you may look at that plus money and you may be attracted to that. But I would say don't fall for it uh, on, on, the, on the Pistons side. Um, because these young Magic, these young Orlando Magic players, this is a team. This is They're better than their record suggests, I think. And they've been playing like it, particularly, you know, as of late, they've been playing particularly well uh, when you look at some of the wins that they've had. And um, yes, they got crushed by a Lakers team last night uh, led by LeBron James, but that Lakers team was kind of just exerting all the frustration that they've been going through with their situation, you know, caught the young guys on a bad night at home. I'm not worried about them facing Detroit tonight. Um, next up, I wanted to touch on the Suns and the Wizards in Washington. Uh, the Wizards are two and a half point dogs. Uh, last time I checked on DraftKings in this one, but I like their chances at home tonight against this Phoenix Suns team. There's a couple reasons here um, that I would actually uh, go with the Wizards tonight, and I think that they offer some some betting value. The first reason is that we got word this afternoon that Devin Booker is going to be out at least a month with a left groin strain. Uh, so no Devin Booker for the Suns, and then additionally. You have Washington, who's nine and seven at home. The Suns—they've struggled on the road. They're six and ten outside of Phoenix this season. Um, and then another thing I'm looking at here is the fact that the Suns are on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, and they're coming off of an impressive road win versus the Grizzlies. I think it could be hard for them to get up for playing this game, especially since they're not going to be at full strength. Um, I think it's a trap game, uh, so I think that's definitely something to consider when you're betting that one. Uh, 
Next game I wanted to touch on on tonight's NBA slate is the Nets and uh, the Nets, excuse me, and the Hawks in Atlanta. And I want to take a second to talk about the Nets here because they are firing on all cylinders right now. And it's crazy because obviously as recent as a few weeks back, it looked like we were in for another bizarre season with them, another season sort of of Kevin Durant's talents uh, wasted uh, because of the dysfunction, particularly with Kyrie Irving. Um, but Kyrie Irving's back on the floor. They got Steve Nash out of there. Uh, I was really rooting for Nash just because he was my favorite player growing up, uh, coaching and playing two different things. <laughs> and I also think it's different, you know, being a player developmental guy uh, as he was in Golden State. That's kind of, I think, how he developed a really good relationship with Kevin Durant uh, in the first place, helped him get that job with Katie and Kyrie. It's different, though, when you're a head coach. And and look, he had to deal with a lot. And, and you know, if it weren't for Kevin Durant's uh, shoe size being as big as it is, maybe uh, the Nets beat the Bucks in that series a couple years back, and and they're the ones that win the championship in 2021. So you could be easily be talking about Nash as a championship coach, um, and it's tough because I, I think that he is, you know, he was a scapegoat, but at the same time, it was clear that this Nets team wasn't playing hard for him. Um, so I think that was the right call. Uh, as much as I love me some some Steve Nash, and uh, look, the Nets players they've come out and said that they're kind of just focusing on basketball. And it's definitely an approach that's uh, that's working well for Brooklyn. They've won nine in a row. Um, they've climbed all the way up to third place in the East after a slow start. And they now have the second best odds to win the NBA Finals on DraftKings. They're plus 600. They trail only the Boston Celtics, who are plus 360. Uh, so that's sort of the net story here. Over to the Atlanta side, things aren't looking quite as promising. The Hawks are currently ninth in the East, uh, 17 and 17 record. Uh, the drama between the organization, Troy Young, as of late, has been well documented, and it just feels like Atlanta is kind of in this mediocre pack of the league that, that you never want to be in where you're kind of stuck in quicksand because you're not good enough to contend, but you're also not bad enough to be in the lottery. And then make matters worse, you have a lot of money tied up into a disgruntled star player, not to mention that, you know, DeJounte Murray, another star player they added in the offseason who is kind of figuring out whether or not he probably wants to stay in Atlanta long-term because I know he's on a, a shorter-term contract right now. Um, so that being said, when it comes to betting in this one, I'm expecting this game to be pretty high-scoring. Uh, the Hawks and the Nets are two, two of the higher-scoring teams in the league, so I take this over on DraftKings, which is currently at 235. And then lastly, let's talk some Lakers and Heat. The Lakers are in Miami tonight. Uh, LeBron James returning to, to one of his old stomping grounds in, in Miami, possibly. And that's because uh, a little earlier this afternoon, it came out that LeBron James uh, is listed as questionable with ankle soreness. Um, when we look at the, with that in mind, when we look at the betting sort of, uh, sort of side of this game, the Lakers are eight and a half point dogs. And I think that if LeBron uh, plays, the Lakers can cover that margin. Uh, when you look at this game from an analytical perspective, you have a flailing Lakers team playing against the Heat team that's underperformed this season, in my opinion. Um, coming off an impressive uh, Eastern Conference Finals run last season, um, they're 17 and 17. Uh, they're in a dogfight for uh, a planned spot in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and I think it's just tough because sort of when you look at their current situation, um, you know, just kind of coming off of the summer, you lose B.J. Tucker, you don't necessarily do anything to uh, replace his production. Uh, they've had Caleb Martin come into the starting lineup, and and he's very good, but I think that 
um, in terms of them getting back to the level that they were playing at last season when they had the best record in the East for most of the, the season, um, they needed to bring somebody in to replace that toughness that T, that PJ Tucker brought. And I think it's actually similar for Miami to a couple seasons ago uh, where 2020 uh, they make it to the finals in the bubble and lose that uh, competitive series to the Lakers. And uh, they lose Jake Crowder uh, to Phoenix. Um, and that was definitely a tough loss. And they didn't really do anything to uh, fill that void. They kind of have an up and down season, pretty inconsistent. Uh, they're they're a lower seed in the playoffs and they get swept by the Bucks in the first round. Um, and I'm a believer in Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. I think that's a tandem that honestly, just with adding a power forward, I don't know if maybe they try to to get Drake Jay Crowder back, or maybe you look at trying to get a guy like PJ Washington from the Hornets, just somebody that um, can give you a higher level of production on both ends of the floor at that four spot. Uh, and then I think you're looking um, at a, at, at a real contender. Again, it's also tough for the heat when you look at Kyle Lowry um, because he has spurts where he looks good. He has spurts where he just looks kind of, kind of like an old beat up point guard. Um, so Miami is uh, similarly um, to uh, who we talked about before the Atlanta Hawks. I think they're in kind of a, a tough situation here. I think, you know, you look at these two teams tonight, the Heat and the Lakers, I think these are two teams to definitely watch as the trade deadline is coming up to see uh, what they'll do, um, see, you know, if Miami is going to make a push or if they're just going to kind of mail it in the rest of the season in terms of maybe trying to be a true contender and then maybe they look to to blow it up this summer. Who knows? Uh, we'll just have to see how, how it works out. Um, in terms of betting this game tonight, though, with or without LeBron James on the Lakers, I'm expecting a Heat win. Um, however, if LeBron plays much like you saw last night in Orlando, you're on this East coast trip and you have the added sort of onus of him playing back in Miami, he always plays well in Miami. I would expect a big performance from LeBron. If he plays, I think the Lakers keep it close. Um, you know, in, in which case I think they offer some value as a, as an underdog here. Um, but if LeBron James doesn't play, forget it because <laughs> the Lakers, uh, have, you know, not the greatest uh, roster, as, as we've talked about on this show before, surrounding LeBron James. Um, so, yeah, in, in that one, I would definitely say uh, expect a heat win uh, and pay attention uh, as, as tip-off gets closer to whether or not LeBron is going to play. And with that, uh, we have ourselves our second show of the week. That's all I got for you today. Please do me a favor. Add the show as one of your favorite radio stations on the link in the description. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and a reminder we're on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever else you happen to listen to your podcast. Thank you for tuning in to The Blake Show and I'll see you next time.